So I see the subject this morning is uh, John 11. We're not going to, we're going to just focus on the main part of this chapter, which is the resurrection of Lazarus. And uh, I want to just um, break it up into three groups. Much in the way the, the John has told this or related this story. The first part is to look at the, uh, the setup, if I could call it that. This is, which might be headed, it's for the glory of God. This is just to look at how God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit engineered this whole event. The second part I want to look at is the discourse between the two sisters of Lazarus, Martha and Mary how the Lord dealt with their sorrow and dealt with them and what he said to them and what we can learn from that. And then, of course, lastly, if we've got time, <laughs> um, is to focus on the actual event, which was the raising of Lazarus from the dead. So it's a long portion, so I want to just read the first part first. And uh, we'll look at that together. The second part, I think, I'll probably just refer to um, in, in stages and sections, and then we'll see whether we have time to read the third part. So it's John chapter 11, reading from verse 1. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the glory of God or for God's glory, so that God's son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you. And yet you are going back there? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? A man who walks by day will not stumble, for he sees by this world's light. It is when he walks by night that he stumbles, for he has no light. And he said, and he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe but let us go to him. Then Thomas, 
called Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. At the beginning of this um, particular story, it starts out by the fact that the Lord Jesus was a long way from Bethany and they had sent word to him because they obviously knew where he was. He was by the Jordan, the place where John the Baptist had been baptizing and they, they sent a message to him. Very short message, just that the the one whom you love is sick. It mentions, you know, that um, Lazarus was the brother of Mary. And it says about Mary that she was the one who had poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. Interesting, you know, that that hadn't happened at this stage. But obviously, when John was writing this account, he was remembering the time when that happened. And if you remember from that story uh, about Mary and her actions, that the Lord had said about it, that it was something that would never be forgotten, that her actions would be remembered whenever the gospel was preached. And so here is John writing about it and referring to Mary and, and an event that was still to take place. Such was the importance of Mary's actions in the future that it got related time and time again. And people never forgot Mary. She was the one who honored the Lord that day. And she was, her name's never been forgotten. When that um, message came, um, came to where he was, there's a powerful plea because when the, the message uh, was, must have been read by the Lord or recited by somebody who would presumably taken about a day to travel to, to get to the Lord. So the news was a day old. Him whom you love is sick. You know, it's a, it's a lovely thing just to meditate on. That whenever we want to come to the Lord on behalf of others is to know that the Lord loves that person that we are bringing to the Lord. Situations like this where we have got friends, family who are sick is to be able to come to the Lord and say, Lord, this person, whatever name, is sick, but you love them. So you can bring your request to the Lord in the knowledge that he loves that person. Therefore, it gives confidence, doesn't it, when we actually ask and request whatever it might be. Mary and Martha, that was all they said. The one you love is sick. Don't need to say any more. You know all about it. The Lord knew all about it. As I said at the beginning, this was a, a setup. <laughs> this is what the Lord described 
when he said to his disciples that this sickness will not end in death. Because the Lord had planned it. And he'd planned it for a purpose. And the purpose was that the Lord God of heaven would be glorified. And that was the prime importance of the actions that were about to take place. And it was for the benefit of those who were around. And it would be for the benefit of you and I, reading about it later, that the, the Lord knew all about this. And this setup, it was a sickness, not unto death. It was so that, the, that God's Son would be glorified. And so therefore, the Godhead would be glorified and that people would understand and appreciate the whole purpose of what was about to happen. The Lord Jesus honoured Mary and Martha and Lazarus by conducting this amazing miracle. It's one of the greatest miracles you read about in the Bible. There had been, there are other raising from the dead, but this was one where the Lord was making sure <laughs> effectively that Lazarus was dead and that everybody knew he was dead and that there was no confusion, there was no doubt, there was no people going to pop up and say, well, he was only uh, in a coma or he was just shaken awake. This was something that was set up to make everybody know Lazarus was dead. But the other interesting thing about this is he honoured Mary and Martha and Lazarus for using them in this remarkable way. He was honouring them by allowing them to be used for the glory of God or for the glory of himself, who was God, the Son of God. Sometimes you can look at this and you think, oh, this is hard. <laughs> Lazarus has to suffer sickness and eventually death. Mary and Martha have to suffer great sorrow and anguish. How did they feel about that? How would you feel about that? This is a, a miracle and this is a story that I think it's important, like, well, like any of them, of course, that we get into deeply and try and put ourselves in the shoes of Mary and Martha and to try and understand. If you've been through sufferings like this, and many of us have, most of us suffer the death of friends. And we all understand grief, some more than others. And to be able to look at this story and to understand that the Lord was doing this for the benefit of others and that this teaching that was coming out of it helps us greatly in being able to uh, cope and understand. And when we come to have to answer the question, why does God allow these things? Here you're seeing a setup where it was quite clear 
that God knew all about it. The Lord Jesus knew. And when he got the message that Lazarus was sick, he knew that Lazarus by that time had probably died. In fact, he had died because we learn later that he had been dead for four days by the time Jesus got to Bethany. It says that the Lord waited two days there. So if we assume it took a day to get the message to the Lord, and then he waited there two days, and then it took him another day to travel, that would probably account for the four days. And Lazarus by that time was dead and entombed. When the Lord spoke to his disciples about this, and he talked about that this was not a sickness unto death, then how do we then tie up with the fact that Lazarus did die? The Lord actually said to him, he's only sleeping. It's a lovely way to look at it, of course, um, to think that that's the way the Lord looked at it, because the purposes of the Lord Jesus coming to earth was to die and to bear our sins on his body on the tree, look at that cross, and to give us life. And therefore, he could confidently make these statements. <laughs> Lazarus is only sleeping. Because that was the way we should, as Christians should look at death. It's only temporary. And although our bodies die, and although we are separated from our loved ones for a time, and that hurts, it's like because we are in Christ, we can have that assurance that it's only temporary. And that we're only sleeping because it's our souls that matter. The disciples, of course, they didn't understand the terminology the Lord was using. And they thought, well, sleep means sleep. We'll just go and wake him up. And he had to explain to them, no, it, the body is dead. Lazarus's body is dead. The thing that was concerning the disciples also was that Bethany was not far from Jerusalem, which was in Judea. And as we'd been learning from previous chapters, that, uh, or the previous chapter, that the Lord Jesus had been threatened the last time he had been down in Jerusalem, in Judea, and they had threatened to kill him. And it was pretty miraculous that he had actually escaped from there. But the Jews were after his blood and presumably the disciples as well. And so the thought of the Lord Jesus going down to where Lazarus had died filled the disciples with fear. And so when he said to them, after waiting two days, <laughs> the two days, if you like, to make sure there is no doubt that Lazarus is dead, he said, let us go to him. And Thomas, you know, Thomas made that comment that we read, that um, let us go with him and let us die with him. I just wonder, you know, it's uh, Thomas, having listened to what the Lord had said, that he had said, I am glad that I was not there when Lazarus died, so that you may believe. 
The Lord Jesus was highlighting the importance, the most important thing of all of this, enacting <laughs> this amazing miracle that was going to take place was for the purpose that mankind would believe in him, would have faith in him, would trust him, and would get life eternal. And so when he said to Thomas and to the others, let us go to him, you feel that Thomas had maybe grasped an understanding of the power of the man as a disciple of the Lord Jesus and listening to him, that he said, okay, we're going into danger. We're going into Judea. We are putting our lives at risk, but so what? We'll follow this man. Let us go and die with him. Of course, it was something that later on that Peter had also said, and he was found wanting. As all the disciples were found wanting, when it came to the crux of the matter. But it's, let's honor Thomas <laughs> at this point because uh, he was prepared to follow the Lord into death. So going on to the second bit, there was a meeting of Martha and Mary. When the, the Lord arrived after his day's journey, uh, the word came to Martha and Mary that Jesus was here. It's a lovely discourse. It's, it's interesting. I think um, if you'd listened to um, Tony Jones recently, he referred to uh, Mary and Martha and the different characters that they were and the different ways they, re they reacted, A, to their brother's death and B, to the Lord Jesus when he came. The striking difference was that when they heard that the Lord Jesus was on his way or was in the outskirts of the town, that Martha got up and went to him. And Mary, she stayed put. It's, uh, I don't really want to say too much about that other than think about that. They're two different characters. I don't think there was anything um, where one was particularly better than the other. They were just two sisters of different characters and they reacted in their natural way. Martha got up and went to him right away and she had this discourse with her, which was so beautiful and so encouraging from the Lord. And the Lord taught her so much from what she did and from the experience that she was going through that Mary missed. She had a different experience. And that's, of course, like all of us, we are all different. And we are all different characters. And we learn differently and we experience differently. That's why it's always good to share, because we can learn from other people's experiences. Martha went to him and said, Lord, if you had been here, Lazarus would have lived. It's, it's one, you know, you read different commentaries on that to try and work out what Martha was thinking. Mary said the same thing when she came to him eventually. And it was almost like a criticism, possibly, of the Lord Jesus. 
you know, if only you had been here. And it's just so like us. There are so many things that happen in our lives where we are hurt, where we are grieving, and we think, why does the Lord allow this? He, Martha knew that the Lord didn't need to come. Our relationship and our knowledge of the Lord as to who he was was such that she knew that the Lord could have dealt with the sickness of Lazarus from afar. But he didn't. And of course, you wonder where she's questioning him, like we would, because we don't think like God. But he's asking us to trust him. And Martha, she goes to him and she says, oh, if only. And she almost corrects herself, does she not? Because she goes on to say, even now, you can call on your father and he'll do whatever you ask. She knew who he was. She knew where he'd come from. She knew the power he had. And although there's a sense in which there's a questioning, well, why? Why put us through this? You could stop it. And the Lord is bringing out, as he does with us, it's for the glory of God and that we will suffer and we all suffer these things. But we have to see it for his glory and just marvel and be joyful even that God is prepared to use us to benefit others and to benefit ourselves, to improve our understanding and appreciation of God and his vast knowledge and his understanding of the future that we don't have. So when we say why, like Martha, we should just immediately say, but I trust you. The Lord Jesus said to Martha, your brother will rise again. And their answer is almost, ah, I know that. That will happen in the future, but what about now? That's my reading of it. It's almost again saying, yes, but what about now? And then he goes on to say, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Again, if when we're going through experiences of death, is to be able to trust the Lord in these circumstances that even although our grief is deep, our sorrow, our separation, is to remember he is the resurrection and the life. And because of what he did at Calvary and because of his being raised from the dead, because of that, he is offering us eternal life. Not that our bodies will not die, but more importantly than that, that the resurrection when it comes, when our bodies will rise again, it's our soul that lives forever. And because we are in Christ Jesus, and you get the marvelous response from Martha, that when she says, able to say, yes, Lord, I believe. Just like Peter had done later, she was able to make that announcement to us. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, 
who was to come into the world. You know, it's, she believed he was the Christ. She believed he was the Messiah. She believed he was the son of God. And she believed he had come for a purpose. And that must have been just music to the Lord's ear. That was why this had been set up. Mindful of time, just rushing on here. Um, Martha went back to Mary and Mary got up and went to him and she said the same thing because no doubt the sisters had been talking. If only the Lord had been here. <laughs> so she said the same thing. But Mary's character is different. She's one that's full of sorrow. Martha was stronger, maybe, stronger character, able to have this discourse with the Lord, maybe having a deeper understanding of who he was and what he was capable of as God. Mary, at this point anyway, seemed to just be so full of sorrow, but she fell at his feet. Now that says something else about Mary. Again, if you couple it with the, the next chapter in chapter 12 about her attitude to the Lord in worship, you see here her worshiping attitude too. There was an understanding and appreciation, but she was deeply sorrowful. And the Lord entered into that. When we read about the Lord weeping, we haven't got time to read it. You know, it's the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. It's an outpouring of the humanity of Christ. It's an outpouring of him who just was so overwhelmed with it all. We've read in Isaiah 53 that he was a man of sorrows. He was acquainted with grief. He was a man who entered into it all. And he was somebody, of course, he knew where he was going. He knew why he had come. He understood sorrow. And he saw around him the, the effects of sin, which, of course, is death. And he could see the sorrow, Mary's sorrow. He loved her. He loved Lazarus. He loved Martha. He saw them weeping and wailing. He saw the results of sin. And he wept with them. Even although he knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, which was going to change the whole picture, he still at that point was thinking, I think, about what he had to do in order to give life. He had to suffer. And that, of course, is just what it's all about. It's, we need to constantly understand and appreciate and be saying, daily thank you to God thank you to our Lord Jesus Christ for giving life to be, him to be able to say I am the resurrection and the life he was so confident about what he was going to do at Calvary that was going to happen and he was not going to fail and he was going through that in order that he could do what he was about to do so it's rushing on. <laughs> um, he went to the tomb and he asked them to roll the stone away. The thing about the actual event of it itself, and um, this just takes us up to verse 44, and that's is where I'm just going to leave it. Um, when he went to the tomb and he's dead for four days, Martha has 
ad ad advised him or warned him there might be a bit of a smell here. His body's been decomposing for four days. He tells him, roll the stone away, because they were in a tomb, uh, just like the Lord would, have, would be eventually. They rolled the stone away, and then the Lord comes forth, and he shouts. It's a lovely picture again, but why did he shout? He didn't need to. It's a, maybe a picture of the resurrection that's going to happen, that the, the Lord is going to come to the air one day, and he's going to shout, and the dead in Christ will rise. So here, again, this picture of this remarkable um, miracle was just a, maybe a shadow or a, 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 an insight into the great happening that's going to happen, maybe very soon now, when the Lord Jesus Christ is coming to the air for all who believe. This is why the Lord was doing this. He wanted people to see, to understand, to appreciate. Lazarus was dead, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who was the resurrection and the life, shouted him alive. And the picture, maybe comical, <laughs> of Lazarus coming out of the tomb, but because of his, the cloths around him, maybe struggling to walk. But you see, he came forward, he was a man who had been sick. We don't know what it was a sickness out, but maybe he possibly would have been weakened by the sickness. But when he came out, having been raised from the dead, he was alive and he was fit and well. And he was bouncing about, trying to get out of the cloths that were constricting him. That's the power of a resurrection by Christ because it's perfect and when we are raised either from the dead or we that are alive who will still be on earth when the, if the Lord comes we are raised and our bodies will be transformed we will be perfect we will be in Christ forever and ever Blessed be his name. Just in closing, you leave a, the thought about the sorrow of Mary and Martha and their pleading with Christ. If only you had been here, what were they like when Lazarus and Mary and Martha and the, and the Lord Jesus were together having a meal afterwards or whatever it was with the the crowds of mourners standing there with their mouths open. Mary and Martha laughing with joy. That's what it's going to be because of Jesus. Let's praise his name.